Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. lights on damn that took a while to get the red light on it's been like what six months it's been a while fuck is, uh, i think this is what yeah. we would call season yeah. two i guess season, season two. two um starting with season two i definitely want to you know figure out a better way of marking the seasons so that yeah. we don't just go some fucking people because we yeah. have all kinds of shit go on Right. Yeah, that we did. We had a lot of shit going on. Yeah, I'm gonna have better ways to promote it this year. Um, got a year under my belt here of being on these different social media platforms, so might be able to navigate them better. So, speaking of that, are you currently banned on Facebook? <laughs> Actually, guys, this is the longest. Wood. This is the longest amount of time in the past four years that I have been on Facebook without a ban. Nice. I think I'm I'm like two months now. October was my last ban. Um Yeah. Well, let's think about this. Right before harvest was your last <laughs> ban. And then you hit harvest. <laughs> and you got on. You were on Facebook. You didn't open your Facebook app. Now harvest yeah. is over. I give it a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there have been a few spicy little comments here and there. Me and uh, old Nick, you know, Joe, the other Nick. We've had a few sparks fly on some posts. The other Nick. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Played symbols. Back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, Keith, I am still free and clear on Facebook. Um, I did get a, um, I guess it, <laughs> it's a shadow ban is what it is, but they tell you they're doing it. You don't really get banned but for 30 days, they move all of your posts lower in everybody's feeds. So hardly nobody sees your shit. It's that shadow ban, man. Huh? It's called shadow banning. Yes, but now they actually tell you that's what they're doing. It's one of their forms of banning. And they just tell you, hey, we're moving your feeds lower because you violated such a such a thing. That's why I definitely want to push people to. I forget which we, which one we have off the top of my head because it's been so long since I've been messing with it. But like having a link to like our current thing and then like promoting it like through Twitter or something like that to where yeah. we can have that link pushing people no matter what. If you don't hear from us, go here. We will put something yeah. out. Well, and you know, it's funny you mentioned Twitter because I think that's probably one of the best places we can promote now. Yeah. Thank you, Elon. Man, Twitter 
has just become the wild, wild west. It is. It's what it used Game to be, Arnold and it's it's today. back. It it's back. back. What made it good? I'm going to tell you guys what I downloaded Twitter about five days ago. Sweet. It is great. I'm not it getting is. banned from Twitter. No, I gotta no you're not you getting what, banned from Twitter. Fucking nobody's getting banned from Twitter right now. It absolutely is the fucking wild, wild west. Uh, Alex Jones is still banned from Twitter. Yeah, and he's not coming back. <laughs> he's Alan not coming made back. that fucking plain and simple because he even replied to somebody's tweet where they said, hey, Elon, Elon bring back uh, Alex Jones, and he straight replied, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's what I love about this is – uh, before he took it over, there were there was this uh, set of community guidelines that were, you know, not understandable by anyone, and they weren't followed by the company. And it was, you know, that it it they pretended to be unbiased and follow the guidelines, and it isn't that way now. It's literally Elon saying. I'm going to ban this person. I'm going to unban this person. Oh, you don't like it? Send me a fucking email. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fuck you. This is my company. This is my platform. I'm bringing Trump back. Or I'm fucking doing whatever I want. This is my company. I take responsibility for who I ban and don't ban. It's much better that way. I mean, if you don't like something, just don't follow it. I mean, I don't know if you guys realize it, but Facebook's been doing that without us even noticing it. I notice it, and my feed has changed quite a bit. And I just, there's things that used to come up a lot that don't. They have tailored my feed, I guess, towards me. And I don't see the controversial stuff. Now, I do have friends on the other side that definitely do see that stuff because they make comments. And I have to go full investigative and start Google searching keywords that they spoke about to even find out what they're talking about. And that's why I think that we should have it to where you have a way of opting out for that algorithm or any personalization algorithm. That'd be nice. Like, say, I just want to know what it would look like. Yes, you have, I'm signed up for an account so I can look at stuff. Or, better yet, just give a free and open website view without having a sign-in. Yeah. And I think that that would solve a lot of the shit instead of them trying to tailor it down. Yeah, it's fine that you tailor it down. I, I like that sometimes. But like you're saying, I want to see all sides. I want to be a part of the whole conversation instead of a siloed conversation or at least a narrowed. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You have to tailor it down somehow because, you know, you you do have to make sure that people aren't doing illegal things on your platform. Like, you know, you can't fail. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, you can. That sort of thing. I mean, if there's a fire, if there's not a fire and you, well, yeah. somebody gets injured from it, then you could be liable. But yeah, we'll you know what I mean? 
I follow what you're saying, but I mean, at the same time, it's not that you're banned from saying it. Right. It's that if you do it, you will face the consequences of it. I mean, technically, if it was a crowded enough area, you could do it and get away with it. But again, that's also going back to that whole thing with how we were talking about earlier, where I'm like, really, at the end of the day, I want to keep stuff simple to where it's like, you don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. We're all good. Like, we don't need to freaking have a law for everything besides pretty much this. Yeah, but they want to make a law for everything. I know. That's Absolutely everything. Now, legality, capitalism, or policy capitalism, is the worst and only bad capitalism that you have. Yes. And regular capitalism, where you're actually making or providing a service, like you're making a good or providing a service that you're bartering basically that's what whole capitalism is is bartering yes is a good thing and that's how things are supposed to be long as you're truthful and you have the correct value and everything else because then you're still not hurting someone else and you're not getting hurt yourself or you're not hurting them so I don't know I think that that's where we went wrong, and I think that it's, of course, across all of our government, not just any kind of single pop- popular party or even a new party that people try to come up with, you know? I think that yes. we're getting old enough, because technically, how we hear about, you know, countries being older than us or whatever else, and they're acting like that we're the young person still... Dude, Canada isn't really Canada until well after we're America. All these governments don't have a longer time than us, really. They've changed. Mexico does. But they've changed their government to a parliamentarian (coughs) after we were already America. We had our central core government already enacted before they did. Okay. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like even China, even all of them. Yes, you're preaching history. You're preaching some manifest destiny right now, brother. So I don't That's some that. manifest destiny. Oh, James Mad or James Monroe. Well, Monroe and Madison, the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah, Joe, uh Madison and Monroe, the Monroe Doctrine, Manifest Destiny. It mm-hmm. was we were Destined by God to expand westward to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So um, that the United States was destined to achieve greatness. So, Joe, uh, for our audio listeners, because this is an audio only uh, recording, um, just so they know you had to take a call for work. And yeah. you're now coming back and yep. welcome Here back I am. again. Yeah, it'll happen again. It happens about eight fucking times a night. It's super annoying. Yeah. I can't wait. Just can't wait f- till I never get one of those calls again. So I got an interesting one 
to talk about. You guys know the story of the first Thanksgiving, correct? I know some stories of the first Thanksgiving. Do you know the true story of the first Thanksgiving? What I believe is the true story, yes. And if you want me to go into that, I can. Or you can go into yours. I'm going to tell a version here. I'm going to let you guys chime in. Sounds like a But we all know that the Pilgrims landed in Plymouth mm-hmm. for wait, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. The pilgrims landed in 16 something. something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, their first winter was harsh. Okay. A lot mm-hmm. of them died. They didn't have good shelter. Um, they were very disorganized. They didn't have a lot of food. And, uh, yes, the Indians came and helped them out. So during the summer, they organized and they got a bit of a city council together, a sort of form of government. And um, it's crazy how similar this was to another government. But there was... um, I got to choose my words wisely here because I don't want to use what's in my head. There was uh, a group, a select group who was brought together to discuss the issues and come up with plans. So they decided that uh, they were all going to try to work together here. And some of the people were going to start building shelters and some of them were going to plant the crops and some of them were going to harvest the wood. And um, they were all going to bring, you know, all of this together and spread it back out to everybody who needed it. So by the time the second winter got there, they didn't have enough shelters for everybody. They didn't have enough food for everybody. And once again, they went through a horrible winter of people starving to death, freezing to death, disease. And um, come the spring, after the second winter, they got back together and they recognized that things weren't working. Oh, once again, the Indians had to come to their rescue and save them so that they could survive the winter. So... Come the spring after the second winter, they call another meeting and they decide what we were doing wasn't working. Okay. Having everything in a big group wasn't working uh, and a bunch of people were complaining. They were pissed off. You know, they were off busy trying to get this house built when they could have been home growing a crop to keep their family fed. They could have gone and chopped their own wood to keep their family warm and built their own house. So that's what they decided to do now. Everybody's going to take care of themselves. And if you have surplus of anything, let us know so that we could get it to the people who need it. And they also decided they were going to go and try to communicate with the Indians and try to learn how they live off the land here in America in the new world. So 
when it came around to winter, that third winter, all of a sudden everybody had more than enough to eat. And there was plenty of shelter and everybody was warm. Everybody was happy. Everybody was doing good. People were healthy. They were going to survive the winter for once. It really looked good. So um, they decided they were going to throw a celebration to, you know, celebrate actually being able to survive and having figured out how to live on this continent, not just live, but thrive. And so they decided to throw a big harvest feast when, you know, they had their big harvest and had a surplus of all their food. And they invited the Indians as a sign of thanks for helping, helping them through the tough winters and teaching them how to survive in America. And that, was the first Thanksgiving and the Indians picked what to eat. And that was in 1621. Thank you. Thank you. Also. So that aligns exactly with kind of like my understanding as well, but my understanding comes more from the religious standpoint. So they were fleeing Hungary. The pilgrims were, or not hungry, Holland, (laughs) the other age. Um, Yes. Anyways, uh, they were fleeting that because of persecution from the Calvinistic Dutch. Right. And a big thing that they definitely um, agreed with is celebrating like Sukkot and stuff like that, giving thanks, having that harvest and having all that. Cause it's not actually in the winter. It's before winter. It's in the So autumn. the big harvest meal was actually a tradition for the people of Holland. You know, I, uh, that makes sense. Uh, and most of the world is that way, but we also get that mm-hmm. from that kind of stuff. It's kind of like how Saturday is really the Sabbath day. Because if you go to any other language, it says pretty much Sabbath. Like yes. Sabbatote or Sabbos and stuff like that. Shomer Shabbos. Yep. Shomer fucking Shabbos. You can't roll. I don't drive a car. I don't handle money. I don't turn on the oven. And I sure as fuck don't roll on Shabbos. Walter, come on, man. Shomer fucking Shabbos. I need to watch that movie now so bad. I watched it the other night. I watched it the other night. But you need to know if you don't know. That that's the big Lebowski, and we're referencing it heavily. And it's one of the greatest movies of all time, cult fucking classic. I wish they made a absolutely. Second. So, guys, who is Sam Elliott in the Big Lebowski? What is his character? So, he, other than the narrator. But he's also in the movie. He sits down and talks to dude and narrates from the bar at the bowling alley. But I think he's the narrator, and he's mm-hmm. also by the the breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, where like we have that thing where like in a uh, Deadpool, Deadpool will sit there and turn around and be like, "Oh, I did that," <laughs> kind of thing, and I see. blow some dude talking to the audience. Yeah. And see, when he's doing that, well, yes, he is, but 
to he is just a normal dude. See, I always took it as he was God. He was God telling the story of the dude. I, I he was a man of his that, time. But I don't man of his I, time. In I the parlance of our times. I will concede and give him angel status, but not God he, status. He's at least like he's at archangel. least yes, an angel like Dude's guardian angel or something, yeah. but and I'll even reference this because, um, you know, in the beginning in his speech, <laughs> Los Angeles, Los Angeles, <laughs> city of angels, hear them tumbling down. He gets on the dude about using curse words. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 are we really sitting here trying to draw biblical references from the big lebowski no i mean yeah yeah way to start season two guys way to start season two (laughs) well Well, we want to go that far so the guy in fucking pulp fiction i forget the big dude's name but what's in that case Ben Rames. Yeah. No, it's Michael Clark Duncan. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's Ving Rames. Is it? No, it is. Yeah. It is Ving Rames. Duncan. You talking about Marcellus motherfucking Wallace? Yeah. I think that was his soul that was kept in there. In what? In the case. What case? The case that freaking Vince and what's his face were going after. That was Marcellus Wallace's soul? Because they open it up and they just like oh. have this awe and they glow. And it's there's like a there's a golden glow. Yeah. I gotcha. That would be some Tarantino shit right there. Fuck yeah, it is. It is. Now that's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I probably watch Big Lebowski once a month. But Pulp Fiction, it's been a long time. Oh, I love Pulp Fiction. But I got to tell you what's even better is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I've only seen once. I know. I need to watch that again. It's good as fuck. Where are you guys watching it on? Shit, I don't don't know, honestly. All of Tarantino's work is on one of the streaming sites right now, or at least most of them, because I saw Reservoir Dogs is on there. And Ooga I know that's Chaka. on there. Um, I want to say HBO. Maybe it's HBO. That's the one I don't have. Damn. Ah, uh, shit. I just canceled HBO. I never watch it. Password if you want to watch some shit. Because <laughs> well, it's no, got a lot of good not, shit. You're not sharing that password with us because that's illegal. We, you can't do that, Nick. I'll, re- I'll report you to the proper authorities. But hey, remi- will you will fire you from this podcast. You can kiss my limewire loving ass. I'm <laughs> old school as fuck here. I grew up back in <laughs> oh, Lars, Lars Ulrich on you. I grew up at the turn of the century when we were at OU on the God. 
that network was, was so good. Heaven. It was everything. It was everybody on campus linked together. There was no mm-hmm. download time. You fucking clicked on it. You had it. Dude. That land network was some shit. From Wright State, people would make runs to their friends at OSU. Or not OSU. OSU. Oh, to really? just get down, download shit and then come Dude, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you what. I bought a computer off of Wallace. Remember that computer I bought off of him? Uh-uh. And he had already been plugged into the LAN and had filled that computer. I mean, dude, I still legit, and I, I have, still have hard drives backed up with all of that music on it. Oh, I don't. Nice. That's that that that's what they're probably corrupt by now. That was twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. That's a computer. No, twenty years ago. Come on, God. This is twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty yeah. fucking years ago. You really? old bastards. I have shit that we can hook it together and put it on a USB. Yeah. Without having the whole system, you just pull the hard drive out. Dude, I had I had so much music on that computer. It was ridiculous. Do you guys remember that great big fucking CD binder I had? Oh, yeah, dude. It was filled with CDs made solely from all the music I downloaded off that network. And then I had two 100-disc spools. You know, you used to buy yep. black CDs in those big spools, and there'd be 100 of them in each spool. You I had two of those full. Fuck yes. And kids these days are like, burning CDs? What do you mean? Right. <laughs> like, I'd still do that shit. I'd do that right now. I'll burn a CD for a road trip. Fuck yeah. They don't even understand the concept of even downloading or having it like as an MP3 to put on something. They just yeah, yeah I know. They stream. They direct it's all stream. I'm not gonna lie. That's how I listen to music now too. And oh well, yeah. Well, that's oh, how I, I ownership of the consume. Music. It's streamed. Right. Okay. Think about this though. How many times in your life have you repaid for the same songs? Good point. I mean, all the 311 albums, how many times have I paid for them over and over and over and over? and over and over. I would say I'm probably close to about 15 times at least solid. Uh, on some 311, yeah. Like some Zeppelin, yeah. Van Halen, okay. yeah. What about, what about Star Trek? I, I, I subscribe to Paramount Plus solely for Star Trek. Okay, I'll give I watch nothing case. else on that until I recently started watching more football. Now I use Paramount Plus for little football, but I watch nothing else on Paramount Plus other than Star Trek I every watch fucking the day. TV that they have. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do watch a lot of Star Trek on there too. That's different. Star Trek was free, and it was on TV. For years, and uh, maybe I bought a DVD box set at some time, a complete series box set. But other than that, it's been a Netflix subscription. Honestly, what got me into Netflix in the first place is to get the Stargate series disc. Right. Well, let's blow everybody's mind about Netflix especially the, anybody that's fairly young 
They used They're to send you DVDs the in the mail. Send you a fucking DVD in the mail, two at a time. <laughs> and I, you didn't even really have to send them bitches back. No. Plead the fifth at uh, explaining more to the story, but uh, point is that I had my father-in-law. Well, I didn't have him. He just did it. Put the wrong disc in the sleeve and sent it back. And they're like, oh, oh, well, we don't think that you actually meant to send this, so here's it back. Can you please give us the disc that we sent you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right as I was getting with Rachel, so I was like, oh, well, you know, it's nice knowing you got. That <laughs> <laughs> shit was great. Shit. I just read something on Facebook that totally took my train of thought. But yeah, I I definitely think that we're off to a good start with season two. That we're going to try to make it more a regular thing. I know that we're going to have some pieces here and there that we're going to have to switch in and out and whatnot and I think that as we were looking before we started this uh, we were kind of looking at the drive that we had and I think there's a few actually maybe even two that were not released from season one so we'll reincorporate those into season two. Yeah that'll be cool and then get, so, get we'll some special about that. <laughs> special unreleased episodes you know George Lucas had saved some shit back. Imagine what that would sell for these days. Yeah. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and um, probably stop our Patreon because no one signed up and everything else. But once we get more subscribers and more listeners to our content, we will probably be opening up some kind of thing that you can do for us to kick back and say thank you for our conversations and stuff if you find any value in this so yeah that'd be cool thank you by the way i got a new fire pit that's stainless steel really we gotta have you come down or i can bring it up because i have like a tote bag for it what have a real like campfire next time Oh, that'd be badass. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we still never did do the thing we talked about where we were going to have an actual campfire and some GoPros going and yeah, dude. trying yeah, to stream everything. That. that would be cool as shit. And now it's really fun because it's fucking winter. Well, you could still do it. I mean, the hardcore get out there and keep camping. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't know how fucking hardcore I am about that. Dude, I'm all about hardcore hammock camping now. Uh, well, yeah, you yeah. got that fucking whole badass setup. <laughs> well, man, I, I have stuff that I can make a second setup. That day this year, this past summer, when we went out in the woods and just hung out. That was cool as shit. Oh, it was. And we need to it do was. that and do a podcast like that. Yeah, dude.
That would be great. Well, sometime, you know. Yeah. Maybe when it warms up a bit. Because it's cold as shit out there tonight. I mean. It are. Damn. I finished hanging up my Christmas lights earlier tonight. And it was difficult because wires got so cold they were just stiff. Mm. Wanted to curl up. Let's see, up our way. Oh, some of the weather stations are down. Well, there was some hellacious wind two nights ago. Let me tell you what, yesterday morning, that's when it was, yesterday morning, woke me up out of a dead sleep about 5.30 in the morning, 6 a.m. It's been windy as shit. Yesterday we had uh, 38-mile-an-hour gusts here. I don't know if... They qualified that as a duratio, but it was. It was. What are you talking about? We didn't have no duratio the other day. Well, it it was formed up like a duratio. It was a big line of storms rolling in and just this wall of wind out in front of it. And (sighs) up here at my place, uh, it woke both me and the wife up. We thought the roof was coming off the house. I ain't never heard wind like that up there. Uh, it's it's not that cold. It's 30 degrees. Is that all tonight? Last night it was damn cold. Yeah, that's all it is right now. And it's actually not time. been that bad this year so far. We're, we're not even to winter yet, but it's not right. been so bad. See. We got Pearl Harbor Day coming and it's going to rain. What is the the fourth? Fourth. What's that, the seventh? Yeah. Pearl Harbor Day is the seventh, right? Yes. Yep. Have to watch the first episode of The Pacific. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I always heard they were making a series about the mighty 8th Air Force in World War II which included the 352nd Fighter Group, Hmm. which included, like, the Tuskegee Airmen were in there, and Chuck Yeager and Kit Carson. Yeah. The Mighty Eighth was legendary in World War II over Europe. But I never heard any more about it. Keith, you guys were just up at the Air Force Museum last weekend, weren't you? That's right. Took my father-in-law up there with Ronan and stuff. And we had a good time. Awesome. Were there any new nice. exhibits? Uh, not that I really saw. Well, there's that one that they were working on when we all went. Um, it's towards the back. Um, it's like space and stuff like that. It's through uh, Boeing. I think they created their own little, like thing back there um they had a new one that was up kind of near near that where we had like the uh, space shuttle there's like a center like an exhibit thing but it was shut down it was like some activity thing but it was shut down when we were there okay 
but it's definitely in Hangar 4 out that way. And actually, I plan on going out with uh, all the kids and also my dad here in the next um, like few weekends. We're going to go before Christmas. Man. I'm down to go again. We should make another trip. I want to go, but they have some really cool after-hours events down there. Um, oh, man, to- that... You have to buy tickets for them. It's always a fundraising event. Excuse me. Work's calling. Fucking again. Um, you always have to buy tickets for it because it's a fundraising event for the museum. But um, they're always really, really cool events. The last one they did was Brews and Bombers. So um, they had... A couple of the local area breweries were in there where you could buy flights of beer. Um, They had draft beers. You could walk around the museum and they had uh, some roving entertainers and uh, some really cool demonstrations. And they had a lot of uh, special guests in there to speak about the aircrafts and some of the exhibits in there. And it was just a really cool event in the evening. You know, it started like, I think it was like 6 to 11 p.m. And they had food and all kinds of shit. And it was 35 bucks. And it seemed cool as hell. And uh, is that 35 bucks per person? Yes. Yes. It's really for like an event. Yeah. I mean, I figured that's about the equivalency of going to a concert. And you're going to pay more than 35 bucks a ticket to go to a concert. Especially to eat. And you're going to have a great time. I'm telling you, they're going to. They do a great job down there um, with everything that they do. But that would have been a hell of a lot of fun. I'm still waiting for them to get the new Top Gun movie on that IMAX. Dude, okay, let me tell you. So, just so people know. Joe's got to go to work. Daddy's crying. No, I'm not allowed to go to work. That's the beauty of it. Welcome. I'm on restrictions. (laughs) But I had to say that, so I'm out. I'm remote right now. I'm not at the house. I'm out somewhere else working. And anyways, so on the flight to where I'm at, I got to watch Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Oh. It was really good. Fuck yeah, it is. I love that movie. Man, those flight scenes down the mountain, hit the target and fly up the mountain, that was badass. So I got on the plane early enough and they turned on the shit because it was a Delta flight to where I turned it on and it was probably like 20 minutes in when they first start kicking off some of the planes and stuff as we're taking off. So I was hearing, I'm like, yeah. Nice. (laughs) Some 4D shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's cool as shit. Yeah, I think that they did that that movie really right. He did really well with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it made me like Tom Cruise a little bit again. It did. I started that's to hate him there for a long time. That's the first time in probably 20 years that I like Tom Cruise. This is dangerous for me to say, but he's a weird fucking Scientology son of a bitch. Because, you know, they'll come after you. Yeah. 
but I think that they kind of know that he is that weird dude, but he's the only one. That's okay. I will run and go ahead. No, I'm done. Who was, uh, who's that chick that left the Scientology? The yeah. Not Rhea Perlman. Shit. (laughs) Rhea Perlman. (laughs) I don't know why her name. I I know he, but when you said Rhea. Caroline Ray. No. Is that who it is? No, it's not Caroline Ray. Google it for us, Keith. I'm working on it. Uh, she was in King. Did of you Queens. see that? Yeah. Did you see the documentary she made though? She ballsy for doing that. She's she talked about how they come after. That's her. what I'm saying. If they come after us, I'm just going to go hide in her boobs. Leah. Remini. I think we're. Pro- yeah, Leah Remini. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're safe. We were never Scientologists. Uh, you're only in danger if you leave the church. Well, she was like in that being shit honest. that was deep. She was in that side piece that was like CPAC or some shit that was like fucking insane. Like they'll lock you in a room for weeks at end if you don't do shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm going a little deep into that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, that shit's fucking weird, man. And it's dangerous and it's a cult. That's all it is. It's a fucking cult. Just like our government. Yeah. It's. Sorry. It's a Man. cult, just like wokeism is a cult. Yeah, dude, that shit is a fucking cult. And look, if you try to leave wokeism, they come after you and try to ruin you. And I think that they come after people that aren't, just to pull them in. Yeah, yeah, they they want you to so they want weird. you to bend the knee. Yeah, it's, it's a bend the knee sort of thing. It's so weird. Oh, it's ridiculous! It's so ridiculous! It hurts the brain. I have just decided that it, I'm going to get delivery for dinner instead of fucking driving. Dude, I wish I could get I don't blame you, dude. Out here. We only get Yeah, nothing fucking delivers around here. It's like between 5 and 8 p.m. you can get delivery if they're open that day. Yeah, and you better be prepared to spend like 50 or 80 bucks. That's such a fucked up right. business model. Well, we just I live mean, in the middle of there, nowhere, and it's a long drive to do delivery out here. Yeah, you can't get DoorDash or Grubhub or Uber Eats or anything here, man. Dude, another thing about like that shit, like out here to where I'm at, two dollars and eighty <coughs> a gallon. What two eighty five a gallon? We're Hell, down it's to down three to- bucks. Yeah, we're down to three bucks there in Piqua. When I left uh, my area, Southern Ohio, it ended up being like three forty something when I left. But I don't know why it's so expensive in Southern Ohio. Down in Athens, it's it's always about twenty five cents more expensive than it is in, say, Columbus. You would think that also being by the river, you would be able to get it cheaper because. You don't have to deal with roads half the time to get a larger supply yeah. in. Yeah, well. I'm just glad Joe Biden was able to get the gas prices back down to $3 a gallon. Aren't you guys? Yeah. I am. What was his tweet? All the, on average, it's dropped $1.60 or something on his tweet. Since he's so, taken office, I'm like, yeah, but you also haven't mentioned that it's raised almost $4. Or yeah, I mean, it's still... It's still a good dollar eighty-five more expensive than it was 
in Trump's term before COVID. Right. Yeah, that might be an exaggeration. The COVID prices on gas was awesome because it was actually dropping it under $2 at some time. I mean, at least where I was. Yeah, oh, yeah, it got down to what, buck 75, buck 80? Yeah, it was nice. We were back to like 2000s prices. Yeah. Okay, dude, 90s prices. Dude, 90s prices. I was getting it for a dollar. 90 to 99 cents. Dude, it was fucking phenomenal. Every time they would open a gas station down there by me, they would do a sale on gas. They would drop it to that price. When it was like a dollar 15 or something. Dude, I remember one time seeing gas for oh, 89 shit. cents in St. Paris. And I was young. Young. Remember when you used to be able to get a pack of cigarettes and a couple bottles of Mountain Dew for less than five bucks? Oh, yeah. Ain't that some shit? Now a pack of cigarettes is nine Ten bucks. bucks. Nine fifty. Yeah. Just one pack? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I went and bought a pack of Camel Blues uh, back in October. What and it was, it was ten dollars. Dude, that's crazy. Is it just because of all the taxing and stuff, or is it also probably. the base price? Probably base, probably both. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah they just. I don't know. Around instead of just one. Way. I don't, I don't really smoke cigarettes anymore. I just bought them for a special occasion, and uh, I, this vaping thing, I think, might be worse for you because my lungs are. Yeah. Pretty bad yeah, now. Are your lungs getting fucked up too, dude? Yeah, they're worse, and I get pains in my chest, and it freaks me out. I've, I've got, I, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm not getting that popcorn lung or whatever everybody was uh, talking about. I'm wanting to quit it to the point I bought a pouch of chewing tobacco, and I use that in a semi so I don't sit there and keep hitting my vape. But yeah, I mean, this vaping thing is way more cost effective. I spend probably. I don't know. I'll say 50 bucks a month on these vape pods. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I were smoking a pack of a pack a day at 10 bucks a pack, do the math. Right. It's way cheaper to vape, but I'm kind of starting to realize that I think this is probably worse for me. Now, now there are big differences though. Um, I, I quit smoking cigarettes, cold Turkey and went immediately to vaping same day. And the same day I quit smoking cigarettes and, and started vaping. And by the next morning, I saw a huge difference. Um, when I was smoking cigarettes every day, I would wake up every single morning and I would, I would have to take shallow breaths. I would have to be careful of how deep I would breathe because if I took a too deep a breath too early in the morning, I would have a coughing fit. It would be painful. I'd be pulling muscles in my back and my chest my shoulders and I'd cough so hard. I'd start gagging. I, I threw up every single morning when I was smoking cigarettes every morning, never failed, pulled muscles, throwing up, coughing, dying. By the next morning, I didn't have that anymore. I woke up and took a deep breath and it didn't hurt. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. Why didn't I do this years ago? But you know, that was May, of 
2020. So two years in, now I'm, I don't cough and stuff like I used to, but I've got a deep rattling mucus yep. that I have to cough up once a day mm. and it's hard to cough up. And after I do that, I'm pretty good and it's not painful. It's not like whooping cough like it was when I was smoking cigarettes, but uh, there's that and I just don't have lung capacity. I get winded so fucking easy. I mean, literally just talking a lot and putting effort into my voice sometimes makes me out of breath. Mm. It's that bad. That's rough, dude. Yeah, well, if I were a person that had any sort of willpower, I could probably quit. But, you know, my name's Joe Maddox, and I like to do what I like to do. Oh, yeah. I like eating, and today was sad when I had to get an extender for the freaking belt on the flight. No shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck. And it literally was only like a quarter inch. Quarter inch. Oh, fuck. And then it would actually like click. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, I'm packing on the pounds. I'm packing them on too. Uh. You ain't you. You're a farmer. You do too much physical labor. Nick's the only one of us that's still skinny. Even Zach's getting getting some weight on him. <laughs> he has got that office now. job now. Yeah, Zach's got a woman now. That's the thing. He's always had that office job, for at least for a yeah. Now. Yeah, he's had that for a long time. But yeah, it's the women. Just blame it on the fucking women. They're making us fat. Well, so. Speaking of that, one time my wife was saying, I was like, yeah, I'm going to lose weight and all this other stuff. She's like, well, you can't lose more than I weigh. <laughs> now it's a competition. Shit. Yeah, so it's like, she's like, well, here, you need to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, do you want me to die or? Proportionately, I have to gain with her. Well, She's not going to listen to this, so it's okay. That's that's love right there. That's true love. Uh, I don't know. I need to get more freaking running. My freaking job is too sedentary. That's what I'm worried about, because, like, I've been working in a factory... And now granted my, my activity level over the past couple of years in the factory has decreased, but and I'm putting on the pounds, but I'm still active, fairly active, but that's really going to change very soon. I mean, I just had this knee surgery and I haven't been to work in the factory since the day before Thanksgiving or no two days before Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm looking at maybe another two, three, four weeks after I, my restrictions lifted of going back to the factory. Other than that, I'm done with that. I work from home from now on. And I'm like, how? I'm going to have to adjust my life a lot. I'm going to have to get a good, solid routine in. I'm going to have to not be a lazy piece of shit like I've known to be, been known to be. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. But when you get older, you do got to do things differently. You got to take steps. Sorry, I had to. I had to mute mute my microphone because my wife just came in and was like, "Wait a minute, you're not going back to work. You you have to you have to get the fuck out of here, like now." <laughs> She's really sick of me being home. Yes. She's mostly mad because now that I'm home, I'm, you know, getting things in order around here and trying to make things run a little smooth more smoothly. Which reminds me, we still have to have our laundry conversation. I'm going to give everybody a one-day extension because I didn't know we were doing a podcast tonight. But uh, one-day extension. Family meeting. Family meeting. I Oh, boobies. <laughs> That's I feel the better. show. It did. <laughs> Every time. But yeah, like I, I'm going to have to really find some willpower that I've never been known to have. Otherwise, I'm going to probably fucking die. I feel you, dude. Uh, uh, my arteries are going to... Yeah, or my wife's going to kill me. Or a combination of everything. Good thing I don't have to worry about her feeding me too much. Well... She, did, she didn't hear me. I was digging on her. If that's the case, y'all just Uh-oh. come all night. She did hear me. And uh, I'll put you to work on the phone. That's because you don't uh, cook. You can come sort hogs one night. That's a workout. Yeah, no thanks. Honestly, I that the thought of that kind of scares me. I worry what would happen to me if I went to try to sort hogs. I can see me hands on my knees, bent over in the corner, hyperventilating, going, oh, fuck. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I, to me, I'm not too worried. I I think I could do it. It would kick my ass. Don't get me wrong. It would kick my ass solid, but I'd be able to do it. Like my my worry is my lungs, man. This this vape shit. My my worry is I I just can't, once Nick. Remember the the Fourth of July parade we did when I was wearing that bass drum. My body was fine. It was just the fact that I could not catch my fucking breath. Yeah. It scared yeah. the fucking shit out of me. That oh, you just scare you. play through that. Huh? You get you. Just play through that pain. It'll be all right. <laughs> play yeah. through the freaking out that you're suffocating. <laughs> Just keep time with when you would be taking a bath <laughs> if you can't. Oh, that's hey, I didn't miss a goddamn note. I might have rode on the back of that golf cart for 45 seconds, but I played every fucking note I was supposed to play. You made it all the way through the uh, homecoming parade this year. so. Well, that was a little better. I wasn't wearing a fucking bass drum. I was wearing I, a snare. I... I really thought I was going to die at one point there, but. <laughs> I tell you what, nobody fucking goes harder at homecoming than you do. I only know one way to do it, Joe. There's only one way to do it. For our listeners that don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about marching band before, but. Nick and I are band nerds, 
And uh, every fall at our high school and college alma mater, we go back for homecoming and participate in the alumni band. Go out there on the field with the high school kids. I put on a drum. Nick puts on a tuba or meat whistle or blow stick or whatever the fuck it is you choose to play that year. And we rock the fuck out with the rest of them. And Nick goes fucking hard. It's a very very physical, very aggressive style of marching. Um, It's very similar to your, I guess, your southern dance bands for most of you who have seen the movie Drumline, but... It's the, yeah, a it's lot most more it, military precision to it in those bands. Uh, yeah, it's a very unique style that requires a lot of unnatural body movements out of the members, and exaggeration is encouraged. So, uh, yeah, there's only one way to do it. You got to give 110 percent. Hint, hint. Higher. Also, the fucking world. I can tell you, it has torn my body up. My knees are absolutely screwed. My shoulders are screwed. Um, even my hips now, I start feeling it in. That uh, hip flexor muscle takes a lot of abuse in this style of marching. Yes, the hip flexor is is the biggest muscle in your body when you're you know participating in this every day as a as a student at one of these schools god your hip flexor is a beast walking 30 miles uphill to school and then walking 30 miles uphill back home <laughs> you're fucking dumb I don't know if anybody's watching, but um, Cowboys are winning. Um, I've been hearing because, you know, fantasy football and uh, I've got Tony Pollard on my team. So I've been getting the alerts. As you should. You don't happen to have Lamb, do you? No, he's he's good. Fuck. Yeah, he is. He's good. Um, He's done... Three for 48 and a touchdown tonight, so he's hanging in there. Pollard only has 34 yards and a touchdown, but I'm actually playing my wife. That's my matchup this week in fantasy football. Oh, really? Yeah, and she's last place in the league, and I'm first place in the league, and it just so happens that this is the lowest score <laughs> I have had all damn season. <laughs> <laughs> this was her best chance to beat me. She ain't going to do it. I'm going to win. Yep. That fucking Michigan game last night was weird. Purdue should not have been in that game. I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I will say it again. Ohio State should have been in that game. It should have been a rematch from the prior week. Oh, Ohio shit. State no fucking beat the way. shit out of Michigan in a rematch. No fucking way, game. dude. 
No way. Just take Ohio that. State's garbage. Just take they have been all year. Just take the We're going to find out because they still got seated in the top four. Yeah, that's only because they, of uh, they got the a upset. They, they, that's only because of the Kansas State upset. At TCU. Over, uh, but TCU, TCU. TCU got a buy also. Oh, really? Yeah. Georgia. Georgia's badass. They're taking it. They're taking it this year. They have to. There's no way they're not taking it. <laughs> I'm sticking with the horn toads. No way. Horny frogs all the way. Nope. It's the nope. purple. It's the purple. Georgia is going to roll over anybody they play. I'll tell you who it's not going to be. The Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> That's very true. And it's also it's, not going to be Michigan. No, it's not going to be Michigan. But it could be TCU. But wouldn't it just piss everybody off if it was Alabama? (laughs) (laughs) I sat and watched old what's-his-face last Saban whining because they didn't get in the playoffs. Well, this isn't fair. We had had a fucked-up situation this year, and uh, uh, we should go off of who we played and not who who won. uh, uh, Shut the fuck up. Mr. Million Excuses. Yeah, no shit. I... If you're going to act like that, go apply for a coaching job at OSU. Basically. You know, I was talking about it today, and there was a time when, you know, I was born and raised here in good old Ohio. At some point in your life, you've rooted for Ohio State because everybody around does. It's just the thing. And, you know, even when I was a kid, so there was a time that I kind of liked Ohio State back when Jim Tressel was coach. Back when you and, didn't know any better. But I had respect for the program. For Jim Tressel's program, he ran, a, 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 I guess, a clean sportsman-like program. And then he got in trouble for some shit he had no idea about, and they shit-canned him. And was then, that when they were when they were when the players were taking money? Yeah, and, they were taking yeah. balls and trading, you know, autographs, rings and shit. Yeah, and drugs yeah, yeah. and cars and hookers and I mean, a shit we would have done too. And sounds like a lot of fun to have been playing for the Buckeyes back anyway. Then. <laughs> and by the way, not to segue here, but Pete Carroll was doing the same kind of shit. He knew what his players were doing out there, and he just skipped town before he got in trouble like Jim Trussell did. So anyway, so then Ohio State goes, and this is where I start to lose all respect for him. They run out, they grab Urban fucking Meyer, who by all rights should have stayed in Florida and kept building a program down there. No shit. They spend all the money to get big name Urban Meyer in there. And everybody thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we all know what Urban Meyer's like now. I mean, those of us who hate OSU knew back then he was a Weasley piece of shit. And now we all know he's a Weasley piece of shit. Okay. (laughs) But they thought he was, so big and badass and they're always so self-righteous and 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 egotistical 
And then they had the Lou Finkel disaster, which I laugh about. Now they got Ryan Day, and he's supposed to be so great. And, okay, he's done okay, but he can't can't connect at the end of the season. No fucking way. You can't beat Michigan. But my original point here, Jim Trestle had a clean, respectable program. They'll be back. During that Michigan game, Ohio State did not play clean or respectable. They played dirty. They were giving late hits. They were talking shit outside of the sideline. It was nasty. They were horrible sportsmen. And it just showed that egotistical arrogance of the Buckeyes. And I'm glad they lost it. They needed that blow to the ego. And they need to lose in the first round of this playoff for further blow to that ego. Yeah, I, th- that's the way I see every lose that Buckeye the Buckeyes get is, is a well-needed blow to their ego. Uh, it'll make you work harder. Well, by all rights, it should, but, uh, I mean, will it? Oh, shit. It looked like a fumble and a recovery. No? Oh, he was down. Fuck. Okay. Well, I like how they expanded it to a 12-team playoff. I think that's a lot better. Uh, but that only Did fixes... They? Yeah, yeah, we're at a 12-team playoff this year with four teams having a bye in the first round, which is what I was telling you earlier. Ohio State clinched one of those byes. Well, did Georgia, Alabama didn't Alabama didn't get in. I don't know. I haven't seen the latest rankings because that's know. what that's what Nick Saban was bitching about. He's like, we need to expand this to a team playoff, and you know, oh no, 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 no. What Nick Saban really said was last year and the year before when they brought this up, he was all against it. And he said, no, we don't want to do that. That's not the way to do that. The current way is the way to do it. Well, then this year. After his team had two losses, he came out and he said, well, you know, after careful consideration, I really think that maybe a 12-team playoff would be the way to go. There's a lot of two-loss teams that should be in the playoffs. I'm like, Nick Saban, you're a piece of shit. I had a exactly. respect for that before that. And then he said that. I'm like, come on. That is hypocritical yeah. as fuck. Yeah, he was on the TV whining about it last night. It was stupid. Okay, good. I hope he's not in there. And Urban Meyer was making fun of him, too, by the way. Well, Urban Meyer's a piece of shit, okay? He's a piece of shit. He got his just desserts in Jacksonville. Or wherever that bar was, he was caught hitting on chicks. So... <clears throat> How long we been yeah. going? Let's check. We are now at an hour and seven minutes. I'll be damned. I didn't know we had it in us tonight. Me either, but we did get some stuff pulled together there. Yeah. A little bit. There was a lot of for bullshit. The, you know, this is that was pretty good for not having notes, we just kind of did this. Didn't have any topics. 
Well, we haven't been together in six months, so we had plenty to talk about. True. It's going to be a mystery because I can't even remember exactly everything that we talked about because I wasn't taking notes during. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's going to be like, hey, welcome back, season two. Duh. Uh, I started taking notes and I got about a sentence out and then just. Well, you got interrupted probably within that. Yeah. Minute. Yeah. It's all right. Joe's been in and out all night. Oh, I ignored that last call. <laughs> that was great. Smart. Just tell him you were on the shitter. Well, I mean, it is... It is 10.30, so... Uh, I was sleeping. Between the, the last call and that call? Yeah. All right, well... Thank you, everyone, for listening to Season 2. We're going to wrap it up now so that we can chit-chat a little bit before we get completely off. So that's what she says, right? Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to talk before you can get off. That's right. Fucking typical woman shit. And then cuddle afterwards. Cuddle afterwards. And that's okay if she's got nice sheets. Well, with all that being said, thank you all. Talk to you later. Thanks. Deuces, bitches.